0: Hello and welcome to another one of our RISE-based MCAST episodes. I'm Greg Chisholm and I'm a regular host here on MCAST, and I'm a careers consultant at NTU for the School of Art and Design. And I'm very lucky today because I'm joined by Isabel Briggs.
1: Hi, um, I'm Isabel. um, I am the Financial Capability Project Officer. Um, So my job is to promote financial capability and financial education at NTU. Um, to all of our students uh, part of my job is running workshops for students around the topics of financial capability um, and then presence at open days to promote financial literacy
0: Fantastic. Well, that sounds like uh, a critically important function that you're performing there for NTU students. Really, really good work that you're doing there. I mean, maybe you could just tell us a bit about what your day to day work involves. You know, I I know that you're involved in things like research and you you mentioned sort of financial literacy and financial capability. What what do those terms mean and how do they uh, how do they work for you?
1: OK, um so I guess around financial literacy, so um, a big part of my role is working with the university's partner, Black Bullion. Um, so Black Bullion is a online resource that all NTU students can access. And um, so it's a financial education platform. They also run regular webinars for NTU students, which you can sign up to um, and apply for for free. And um, so part of my job is kind of maintaining the relationship with Black Bullion, promoting Black Bullion's usage amongst NTU students. Um, I guess another day-to-day thing that I do is I run financial capability workshops, so at the moment we're running Money Matters workshops, so um, they talk about all things budgeting, um, practical tips on how our students can save money um, and hopefully stay on track while they're studying at university financially.
0: Well, again, okay, yeah, that, I mean, could, that couldn't be more important, really. And obviously, you know, the effect of um, you know, not managing your money brilliantly. Well, it's certainly something I can speak of from my own personal experiences. I've had moments when I've uh, not been great with money. So, yeah, I think, you know, made a lot of mistakes and learned really the hard way about, um, about managing money properly. But um, I mean, what we're talking about here ties in really beautifully with what we're going to be looking at today. Uh, we're going to be hearing from students about their experience with managing money and finance matters in general. Um, We're going to hear a clip in just a moment, but um, just before we do, I mean, are there any kind of immediate top tips, things that come to mind that you're commonly advising students on?
1: Um, I think budgeting is a huge one. Um, I think um, one of my analogies that I like to talk about in my workshop is budgeting is a bit like a diet. Um, The best ones are sustainable, realistic, and they don't work overnight. Um, I think it's really important that students keep a budget. They don't only start a budget and you know think about it aspirationally but actually use it day to day um, and you know just go easy on yourself with budgeting. Um, When you go to university for the first time, this is the first time you've ever had to manage a budget yourself um, and it can be tricky. Um, It's a bit of a skill, you've got to learn it so and um, I think it's quite easy to to stop budgeting or not think about money but at the end of the day you know it's still going to come back to bite you if you're using things like a student overdraft it's still going to be a problem when you graduate so it's better to kind of have some maintenance on your budget throughout your studies and hopefully when you finish and when you go out into the the world after university you'll be set up for success financially.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Yes. Uh, Well, there's certainly a lot of what you're saying really rings true with me uh, and I'm sure uh, for the listeners as well. So I think this is probably a great time maybe to hear what students have said about finance matters. So uh, if it's possible, Henry, could you roll the clip for us?
1: Was money a key factor you had to consider before applying for university? Um, yeah money definitely was a key factor because I knew my mum just didn't have the finance to help me if I needed it it was kind of like if student finance didn't give me enough money I didn't really have any means of survival other than working a lot at a part-time job which would probably wear me out it was for sure because obviously my dad was quite worried he was trying to encourage me to go to like open colleges or somewhere that did still provide education but was more affordable because obviously in his mind he's like oh you're just going to get laden with student debt like don't do it but then obviously finding out that obviously there was extra support in place I know that that was the route i wanted when i like invested in like my laptop which obviously i had to because the other one completely packed it in it kind of made me realize of oh that was a lot of money and now i have to be way more careful with it It kind of helped in the sense of it kind of took away money for me to actually waste on things that i didn't necessarily need and how to pick what you actually do need to spend money on obviously i had to consider it quite carefully because you know it's a big consideration but i think the beauty of being in the UK is that you have such a great financial system with the benefit and the loan that it was really helpful. Obviously, if that was not in place and I wasn't in the circumstances where I used to get like the full maintenance loan at some point, so I don't think I would have been able to afford it. Um, yeah, I definitely considered it and it, it is something I worry about. I think to sort of make up for it, I suppose, I just try and be uh, savvy with my money and save it. Um, and I'm also really grateful that I get a bursary from the university. If you want to be living in like the premium accommodation, you have to think right financially what have student finance given me and how am I going to make it work? It's, it's not as easy as just getting the loan and running away with it because nine times out of ten, they, they don't really cover most of your accommodation. For me, money was something I had to think of straight away because luckily I was able to get student finance, but at the same time, I've still got that debt. And that's, you know, that's something I'm very aware of. And obviously, once I'm you know, a year further down the line, hopefully I'll be meeting the kind of salary criteria. I know for the next 30 years, that is going to be something that's coming out of my wage. So I really wanted to make sure that I knew university was right for me and that I was going to be able to handle the kind of financial commitment of it. So it, it was something in my mind, definitely. And I did look at different unis and their grants they like how they help the students that was definitely something i had in the back of my mind but at the same time it didn't fully put me off i was like oh
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna do it regardless brilliant well that was so good to hear from uh, students speaking about their experience, speaking about their thoughts about money. There was some some really interesting points that the students raised there. Um, I mean, it's, it, it shows what a significant role that money and finance plays, not only on their decision to go to university, but also how they really choose to spend and, and save their money while they're studying. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a, a few students in there mentioning things like bursaries. And, uh, and, you know, that's tied in with RISE, which is obviously what this uh, this podcast is about, part of what this podcast it's about um maybe you could tell us a bit about things like bursaries isabel that must be something you you have uh, a fair bit of experience with
1: yeah so um my job is within the student financial support team um so we do offer um, a range of bursaries for um ntu students so um, a couple of the key ones are the ntu bursary so that's 750 pounds paid in free installments Um, That's for full-time undergraduates um, with a household income of £25,000 or less. Um, So that's a main bursary and lots and lots of students um, are eligible for that one, Um, a lot more than you'd expect. Um, So don't ever feel ashamed to apply for a bursary. Um, It could be quite likely that you're actually in the majority, um, especially at NTU with the NTU bursary. Um a couple of bursaries we have so we have some bursaries specifically for care leaver and estranged students so um, they're also eligible to be applied for for undergraduate students so um if you think you're in one of these situations the best thing to do is reach out to the student financial support team um, we've got some money advisors um, more than happy to talk to you and see what you're eligible for um, there's no harm in asking
0: that's brilliant. I mean, I know that the student uh, finance support team are absolutely fantastic. I've referred loads and loads of students to them for help, and I know they're really responsive, uh, a great bunch of people to to get in touch with. I mean, just in terms of what, what are the best channels to get in touch with that team, to get in touch with, uh, you, you know, people like yourself?
1: Um, yeah, so we've got a phone number, which is 0115. 8482494, I believe, um, and then we've got our email address. So ntu.ac.uk. Um, we've got a frontline team of four who will be there to answer your queries. Um, and if it turns out that your case is a little bit more specialist, you need to talk to someone one on one. We have our money advice team, so you can book an appointment with them online um, virtually via Teams. So, you know, it could be one to um, one because I appreciate that finance can be quite a tricky topic to talk about. Um, especially with someone you haven't met before. So, you know, it's really nice just to have that one-to-one conversation with an expert from the Money Advice Team, um, and hopefully they'll be able to help you with any issues you're having financially
0: that's great I like to say really um it really chimes with what i know about that team and how helpful they are and what students have said to me about how helpful you guys are so yeah you're a lovely bunch you're really uh, really knowledgeable you're experts you've you know you will have seen lots and lots of different situations in the past i should imagine and you know students should know that they can go to you and they can get help and that you you'll be very very friendly with that help as well but yeah that's fantastic i mean one one thing that came out in that clip was um I thought was really interesting and it isn't just the fees is it it's it's other you know big factors such as accommodation and equipment is you know uh, that student mentioning about having to buy the expensive laptop and in some ways that was a good thing because then she didn't have that money to spend further down the line you know is that something you're dealing with within your workshops and the, the sessions you do with students is those those kind of costs beyond the tuition fees
1: yeah I mean a student's biggest cost is always going to be their accommodation and um, can be quite tricky is when you start university obviously um, you don't have that awareness of the other costs and before you come to NTU you don't know kind of what the standard of accommodation is you haven't lived in a student accommodation before um, and you might know how much student finance you're getting um, and it seems like a lot you know if you're having nine thousand pounds or more it seems like a lot of money but um, as soon as you sign up to you know one of the accommodations on the more expensive end um, as it was mentioned in the clip you know The majority of that student loan is gone um, and then you're kind of left to survive on the rest. Um, So I guess a tip would be for the second, third, fourth year of your course, you know, go onto student finance, do the student finance calculator, find out how much money you're going to be getting from student finance and then work backwards instead of picking the accommodation first and then trying to make do with what's left.
0: I think that's so clever yeah start start from that you know work backwards rather than work forwards I think it's such a clever way to approach it and actually yeah re- really just invest you know you'll thank yourself for investing that bit of time thinking actually what is this going to be worth to me what's the value of this that you know do I need to live in this accommodation that's more expensive how much more is it going to contribute to my experience versus what else I could do with that money um, really 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 good stuff there um, I mean one thing I wanted to ask about is you know if you don't mind talking about it, uh, feel free to uh you know say no (laughs) to this but you know was that something that you had to consider yourself when you were applying to university what was your what was your own experience like yeah
1: um so for those of you that don't know i was also an NTU graduate so i graduated in 2020 um so NTU was actually my insurance choice so um i was left to find accommodation at the last minute Um, which, so I can empathise with a lot of first years, um, if they've had to pick accommodation, they don't necessarily know what they're getting themselves into, or if there weren't a lot of choices, they kind of had to just get whatever they could. Um, And I was the same in my first year, I ended up having to have a studio flat to myself, um, just because that was what was left. Um, But yeah, it it did make the rest of the year really tricky, because you've got those rent payments coming out um, just before you know, or just after you get your student loan, it can be really, really tricky, you know, having all that money wiped out from your bank account the, the second you get to university. Um, and I think a, a particular problem um, for a lot of students is the way that the student finance lands. So a lot of accommodations, and I spe- especially students from a lower income household, might, and I particularly found this myself, is that it's so tricky to pay for accommodation. Usually places want their your deposit, or you know the first month's rent before you even move in, before you even get your first instalment of student loan, um, and I can really empathise there because it was so tricky to get that money. Um, you know, I've, there was one of the clips where um, a student was talking about how you know her mother couldn't support her, and I I can empathise with that because that's exactly how I felt when I when I came to uni.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was a theme that ran through what the students were saying there is that, you know, the parents, uh, you know, they couldn't, they didn't have the money to support uh, their, their, their daughters or sons uh, through this experience. And, you know, they were concerned and they were you know, even advising them don't don't take up university, you'll be you'll be saddled with the it will be too expensive. And I think, you know, and th- those students have had to make some really hard and difficult decisions and do a lot of thinking about the finance side of things to be able to make it make sense. And obviously, that's, that's your own experience as well.
1: I know one of the things that came up in the clip was kind of being riddled with debt, um, and that kind of concept. Um, I think as someone that's recently graduated, um, not a lot of students kind of think about what happens in life after university. So um, financially, things do change quite a lot. Things like a student overdraft will disappear. You start having to pay council tax the day you finish your course, um, and it can be quite overwhelming, um, as I experienced it myself. But the the main thing with student finance is you know they don't start taking those payments in out of your paycheck until you're earning over the threshold, which I believe is about twenty seven thousand pounds at the moment. um and then it's kind of nine percent over that amount. So to put that into perspective, at the moment, I'm paying eight pounds a month towards my student loan. um and if I hadn't gone to university, um you know, I wouldn't even be eligible or meet that threshold. I, I wouldn't be earning enough. So um, It's more of an investment, I guess, in your education and yourself going to university. Um, And I think we're really fortunate in the UK that that kind of repaying that student loan is proportionate to the amount of money we're earning. Um, And I don't, you know, I don't miss that £8 a month. Um, It's kind of just like a tax for going to university. So yeah, I wouldn't worry about the debt. Um, I think when you finish university, um, you can log on to student finance and see exactly how much you've borrowed, um, which can be quite frightening. Um, But just you know when you look at your paycheck it's not as frightening as it as it seems and it does get wiped off i think it's after 30 years so yeah
0: Yes, I think that's, well, that's so great to hear you say that, because I think there are some misconceptions about how that works, you know, not just within the student population, but also for parents as well, and might not necessarily understand exactly how that works. And like you say, eight pounds a month is probably not going to be um, something that you'd massively miss. Uh, and, and you make a really, really valid point is that, you know, you wouldn't be earning the salary you're on now or highly unlikely that you'd be earning it at this point if you hadn't been to university. So, um, so yeah, it's, the, it's that offset, isn't it? Of, you know, the boost it gives, to your career options and to your, your eventual salary versus what you'll pay back and actually how much you will pay back over a long period is not something that um, should have too much of an impact. Brilliant, thank you for that. And then I uh, just another point that came up within the clips was um, students talking about getting a bit of additional money. Um, you know, and one student mentioned the idea of having to work a lot to be able to fund that. And that, that might, you know, be a kind of dra- something that drain them and might make it too hard. But there, there's some real positives uh, for working whilst at university as well. And the skills that you develop in those roles, you know, it might be your first exposure to an office environment um, and you and you build up skills, you know, such as money management, organisation, communication, the list goes on. I'm, I'm such a massive advocate of work experience of any kind during university, but, you know, if it can be something that actually helps to support you and you gain a whole load of skills from as well then all the better well unfortunately we're very nearly out of time and i've really really enjoyed speaking to you today isabel really enjoyed um you know hearing what the students had to say about their their experience financially um i mean my producer's given me a statistic that um, students from high income families with a 2-2 class degree are likely to earn more money than a student from a lower income family with first class honours. I mean, that's quite an interesting stat. It's not a particularly nice stat in some ways. I mean, what do you think about that, Isabel? What's your thoughts?
1: Well, I think it has to be, I guess I'd have some questions around that statistic. So, you know, if that's for the whole of the UK, obviously, um, those students might have gone to different universities. You know, it's kind of hard to draw a conclusion from that um, unless we kind of had the specific data for NTU. Um, however um, obviously it is quite alarming but um, I think it kind of speaks volumes to the purpose of kind of the RISE project and the RISE team because it is narrowing that gap between you know people from a higher income household in some cases and things like the NTU bursary um kind of all these incentives that NTU is kind of putting towards um, lower income students to kind of narrow that gap and and give them the opportunities I suppose so you know a Someone from a higher income household might be able to afford to go on an unpaid placement, but someone who's from a lower income household might find that really tricky. um, Especially if they've got to, you know, pay rent somewhere. So things like the rise bursary can be awesome for stuff like that. Um, But yeah, it's 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 quite alarming. But um, you know, when you're at university, it's the perfect time to, I guess, you could use that statistic to motivate you. So you know, make sure you're making the most of what employability has to offer, you know, make sure you're the best candidate because you can't exactly change your household income, but you can definitely change how employable you are and kind of the efforts that you put into finding a graduate role.
0: Oh, Isabel, that was a wonderful thing to hear you say, and I couldn't agree more. And actually, your analysis of that particular stat, I think, was um, spot on and very, very interesting as well. Um, yeah, exactly. I agree with you entirely, you know, is that, you know, those structural things that are in place can be a bit difficult to overcome, um, but certainly there are opportunities, there are things that NTU are doing in terms of all those support to help students, widening participation students. And also, again, a lovely plug there for the employability <laughs> team is we want you to get the very best work. We want you to have the very best opportunities and we will, um, you know, move heaven and earth to help that help that happen for you and to support you getting the right uh, opportunities, the right work experiences, the right jobs once you graduate. So yeah, please come and make full use of the employability team and the financial support team uh, while, while you're at NTU. We're here to help and we're a lovely bunch. Brilliant. Well, great to talk to you uh, once again, Isabel. Uh, I wish we had a bit longer, but unfortunately we don't. So um, I'm going to say we'll look forward to having everybody join us again next time. And it's uh, goodbye from me.